Carla. The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Scott Walker. Right now that time, 819. You're listening to WGNS again on this Wednesday morning. With us this morning, we have Rutherford County Mayor Joe Carr. How are you this morning? I'm well, Scott. How are you doing? I missed missed your dad, by the way. I mean, while you're in... uh certainly a suitable substitute oh no 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 you I do not are compare. you are still not the venerable bart walker that we've all know and love right M- that, that's mr. right mr that's good right. neighbor bart walker right <laughs> that's right oh, it, he uh yeah he, he usually does uh wednesday mornings but i'm filling in for him today and it's raining out there i noticed you brought the rain I, with you i, I did uh, Thank and you. i barely <laughs> i barely made it by the way so it's a it's a short two block walk from the courthouse but did you walk in the rain uh, no, I beat, I beat the rain. I just it was sprinkling. Um, the wind was blowing pretty hard, but and I it's brought windy. the umbrella. But the umbrella was not a uh, suitable choice because of the wind. So I didn't I, get to use it much. Yeah, so. I don't think it's going to help you on the way back. <laughs> well, I'm going to stay. I'm going to have to either. I'm going to have to set up shop here in your office. That's right. That's to do right. some work. So. <laughs> Uh, so there is a lot happening in Rutherford County and throughout Rutherford County for sure. One of those things, a new transfer station, which you guys had the groundbreaking for, uh, what, just yesterday? J- just yesterday, we sure did. And um, it's a, that was a historic day. It was a great day. County commissioners, uh, different citizens, um, different departments. Um, but this is a long, been a long journey um, that we have, uh, as a matter of fact, this is one of the cornerstones of why I ran for office was to solve the problem of how do we remove Rutherford County from being the repository for the rest of Middle Tennessee's trash. And you've heard me, your dad has heard me on this show many, many times talk about how uh, Middle Point Landfill is the largest landfill in the state and it gets larger every year. We take in 1.1 million tons of trash uh, on average every year. So over 70% of that trash comes from outside the county. It's not ours. And um, we've been doing that for 30 years, Scott, and enough is enough. We anticipate the life of that landfill is maybe two, three years, but even Middle Point is saying four or five years at the max without an extension. And an extension uh, would mean uh, 30 more years of taking trash from outside the county. And I, the citizens and I all agree that by an overwhelming majority, that is no longer uh, tolerable. And so what we have to do is we have to become solid waste independent. And this transfer station is the very first step in becoming solid waste independent. And so I'm really, really excited. We hope um, as construction uh, continues that we will open sometime early spring of 2025. Now, this new transfer station, I know it's on, what, Landfill Road, but where the, is the, that? Well, okay, excellent question, because we had several people trying to get out there, and they go, wow, Landfill Road's a long road. I said, yes, it is. So if you were to go out north on Highway 231, Memorial Boulevard, Lebanon Road, and you were come to the intersection of 231 and Jefferson Pike, right there at Corners Market, you would turn right, and you're going to go about maybe a mile, and you're going to pass the Walter Hill 
um, volunteer fire department. And then right next to the Walter Volunteer Fire Department is the Rutherford County Convenience Center. And the Rutherford County Convenience Center sits at the corner of Landfill Road and uh, Jefferson Pike. So you turn right there and you literally go a mile and a half back, maybe to almost two miles, all the way to the very end. And that's where the transfer station will be. So as you're going back <laughs> to the transfer station, on your right would be uh, the existing landfill and then the county landfill, right? Because well, doesn't the county have one as well? Yeah. So, it, boy, you, you've been back there. So as you turn down Landfill Road, you, everything to immediately to your right is Middle Point Landfill. And you can tell because you can see and smell all the trash. It's like <laughs> you're right there. Um, but as, but when you go about after about a half a mile down Landfill Road, you're going to come to a, a gate. And the gate is open work hours. But as soon as you come to that gate, everything to the right then now is the old Rutherford County landfill. We have an old class one and an old class three. Landfill. I don't know what these classes okay. are. Class one is uh, uh, municipal solid waste. It's household trash. That's class one. Class three is what they call construction and demolition debris. Okay, so it's two different kinds of trash. And so we try to separate them into two different landfills. So we have a class one and a class three there. You can put class three material in a class one, but you can't put class one in a class three. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so you'll go, you wind all the way back there, and then you'll see the the scales for Rutherford County. We still have our scales back there, and that's how we operate and uh, for uh, brush and tires and those kind of things. So we're still operational back there for brush and tires, uh, but that's where the transfer station will be. Now, there is a lot of trash talk all over town. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> that's right. Now, one of the things that the landfill itself that Middle Point is – I guess doing or in the process of doing is putting together a, a biogas facility, I guess what, to make natural gas of some kind that is this biofuel. Methane. So instead of fossil. Yeah. So what happens in a landfill, it, the, it, you're, what you're doing is a land, you're burying trash in layers of trash, and then on top of each layer of trash, you have soil, and then you had another layer of trash, and then you have soil, and then you have another layer of trash. So, and so what that does is you uh, you got to be careful about overcompacting because you want enough air and moisture in there to uh, decompose the trash, right? Well, in that decomposition process, methane is produced. And so um, Republic has partnered with a group uh, affiliated with uh, British Petroleum, I believe. Assurian is the name of the company, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. But anyway, so they have partnered with them to harvest that methane out of the landfill. And so, but every landfill produces methane. And, and so, they produce it for years because they have, I guess, once a landfill site closes, you've got those big methane, uh, you, you know, like exhaust. Yeah, yeah so they're those flares. The those flares. Yeah. It, but it's the, it's the landfill that's producing the methane and what um, Assurian is doing is harvesting that methane instead of burning it off or le letting it blow off they're they're harvesting it and, and putting using it in a like natural gas so this would be a, a good thing a good move oh, yeah. right yeah oh yeah absolutely it, it, it has nothing to do with and this is the other thing it has nothing to do with the closure of the landfill the closure of the landfill will still take place and in 10 and 20 years i would imagine 10 years anyway they'll still be pulling the methane out of that that landfill uh, because that decomp decomposition takes takes a while 
So is that a step, you know, when you are looking at them from the outside, you've had a lot of talks with middle point folks. Yeah, is that a step in the direction of preparing to close? Because like you said, it's going to produce this methane for years to come. I, I don't think so. I think one doesn't have anything to do with the other. Uh, what, they're, what they're harvesting is parts of the landfill that are already closed. So those parts of the landfill, those cells, because each landfill is made up of cells. It's kind of in, in a grid. And so those cells that have been closed for a while or have just closed that are now covered and they can't be reopened, that's where they're trying to harvest right now. As more and more the landfill closes, they will they will harvest be able to harvest more and more of the methane. Now another question unrelated to the actual landfill. I know the city of Murfreesboro is putting together a transfer station as well out towards County Farm Road, Joby Jackson, that direction. Mm-hmm, that's right. Is that going to be used with Rutherford County? Are you guys going to work together? How is that going to so work? So they're doing their proposal is a transfer station uh, and hopefully a waste-to-waste solution. And the answer is yes. Uh, Mayor McFarland and I are, and Darren Gore, along with Blaine, uh, Bishop Wagner, my solid waste director, are in constant communication and talk about how we can cooperate in solving this county's solid waste problems. So the answer is absolutely. And I have to say, Mayor McFarland has been, McFarland's been excellent to work with, along with Craig Tyndall and Darren Gore. So I fully expect uh, as they start to engineer and design their transfer station, um, then there will be some um, synergies that we can use that keep the cost low, if not uh, avoid for the county's residents. And you know, for those who are out there in Rutherford County who may be new to this area, the, the good thing of what they're hearing now is that not only is Middle Point Landfill going to produce something that's, you know, a recycled something, and that being the gas, and then we have Murphy's Bro looking at recycling some sort as well, and then Rutherford County with the new transfer station. So there are a lot of positive things happening when it comes to waste. We have turned, literally turned the corner. When I was sworn in, honestly, Scott, we didn't have a vision or a direction on what we wanted to do with the out-of-county waste, what we wanted to do with our waste, how we were going to cost-effectively remediate uh, our our problem, our Rutherford County's problem, what we were going to do with that problem, and then you know, uh, basically saying no to 750,000 tons of trash coming into our county every year that it doesn't originate here. And that, so we have, we, the starting point was that this was real easy for me to solve on the front end. The first thing you solve is no more trash coming into our county, period, full stop. Once we decided that, then what is the mechanism we use to make that happen? What is, what, what is it we have to do? Well, the first thing we had to do was we had to say no, and I, I thank the county commission. They had a big role in this, uh, Commissioner Piercy, Commissioner Cush, and others. We had to say no to expansion because if we had expanded Middle Point, that would have put us on the hook for another 30 years of taking outside trash with no controls. So we said no. 
Then we said, once we said no, we're going to let Middle Point just fill up in the next two, three, four years. Then we've got to decide, now what are we going to do with our trash? And so then it became, okay, we still have to do something with our trash. So we uh, put out proposals. Waste Management, a competitive republic, responded. They have a facility in Lewisburg, and they said, hey, we can take your trash for certain number of tons and i can't give out those details yet because we're literally we're negotiating that contract right now but it's a very com- very competitive rate and it, absor- it then it gives us breathing room once we start moving our trash to another facility after middle point closes it gives us breathing room now to start going what can we compost what can we recycle what can we what can we do to limit what we deposit in the ground does that make sense yeah because we can yeah. do a lot we can do a lot better than what we're doing and again with us this morning rutherford county mayor joe carr now a- another subject that has come up in recent weeks involves the town of smyrna and, and they are looking at and this is going to be up for a vote a referendum on ending their criminal courts their general sessions courts which means all their court cases that are criminal those are going to come to the rutherford county courts is that going to put an extra burden on the rutherford county courts i don't believe it will but i don't know that for certain Uh, i have purposely stayed out of that uh, debate uh, because uh, by statute the county is required to administer general sessions courts uh, the fact that Smyrna can do that is their, certainly their prerogative, just like it's Murfreesboro's prerogative to educate K-6. through They have the permissive ability to do that, and so they do that. I understand that Smyrna management is re- reconsidering uh, that obligation. If the Smyrna residents determine that they don't want a general sessions court, then the Rutherford County will be obligated to pick up that caseload. Whether we absor- are able to absorb that with the existing infrastructure, I do not know yet. But my understanding is we, if, if the Smyrna referendum comes back, I think, as a yes, uh, then we will have a, we will have a, we will have several years in which to work that out. We did have a text message here, and it may be one that you already answered because it is about the landfill. It sure. says, when Mayor Carr ran for office, he said that he had a plan which he had spoken with attorneys that would allow Rutherford County to stop the landfill. Can he please tell us what those plans are? It has been a year since he took office. Can he please unveil those plans? Building a transfer station is not shutting down Middle Point Landfill. Uh, well, the the text message doesn't say it exactly right. Uh, the county, and I've been very consistent in this, the county is obligated by contractual agreement with Middle Point Re- Republic Services as long as they take uh, the convenience center trash, the school's trash, our public school's trash, and the city of Murfreesboro, which is about 110000 Uh, tons a year as long as they take that trash for a no tipping charge the contractual agreement that was signed in 1995 by county executive nancy allen stipulates that we in no way the county cannot inhibit prohibit or obstruct the taking in of trash so the way we shut down i've always been consistent here the way we shut down the landfill middle at middle point is by not granting them an extension they want an extension they as you are aware scott they went there's a lawsuit with murfreesboro about all that Uh, we've been successful about staying out out of that but the fact of the matter is the the county will not grant republic services and an extension 
on middle point, and that's how we shut it down. Otherwise, we're in breach of the contract, and we don't want to do that. That creates all kinds of problems. And I've been very consistent on that point. I've not, I'm not sure where the misunderstanding is, but shutting down middle point involves it will happen in the next two to three years. By virtue of that effect, it'll be full. Now, if the landfill were to receive the green light to expand, would that be expanding outward, upward? What would they be doing? What are they asking for exactly? Both. So what they, what they have is if you have a footprint of, let's say, 50 acres, you are, you're, you are determined how high you can go on that 50 acres by the slope. In other words, the slope of the landfill. This landfill has to be what's called a three-to-one slope or 33 degrees. Can't be, can't be greater than 33 degrees. So, but, so once you come to a, a point, you can't go any higher. So, but if you increase the footprint, which is what they want to do, they want to go from 50 acres, let's say, to 100 acres. And this is, these numbers are for uh, demonstration you, purposes, thank you. purposes only. only. That's exactly. <laughs> demonstration purposes only. So if we go from 50 to 100 acres, you can see not only do we increase the footprint, but we also increase the height. So that's what they want to do. And so by increasing the footprint, what they want to do is they want to what's by, by the V, that is the area between uh, Republic Middle Point Landfill and our Class 1 Landfill. There's a valley right there. They want to buy that valley. If they buy that valley, they not only get to fill in the valley, but they get to go higher on their existing landfill because it increases the footprint. Again, County Mayor Joe Carr with us this morning on another subject. Schools are getting very expensive because the cost of construction is way up and cost of land is obviously very high in Rutherford County. What are we going to do about that? It's supply and demand. This is a growth problem. Rutherford County is the fastest growing county in the state. Um, we grow by almost 10,000 new residents every year, or about 3.5%. If we were growing at 1%, we would, we, it would, this wouldn't be an issue. It's not growth, but the rate of growth that is causing so many growing pains. Those growing pains result in a limited supply of land that's available for developers, home builders, commercial uh, entities, and these kind of things. People want to move here because of our schools. Dr. Sullivan, the school board, our, 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 our st- school staff do a tremendous job. We have a 96% graduation rate in Rutherford County. That is phenomenally high compared to other counties in the state. When you include the Murfreesboro City System, which has about 11,000 students, add that to the 52,000 students in the Rutherford County System, we're talking 63,000 students. We're the third we're the third largest school-age population in the state by county, behind Shelby and uh, Davidson. I say all that because our growth rate is 3.5%, Scott, but our school growth rate is almost double that. And so there's a tremendous burden on infrastructure, the expansion of that infrastructure, and how we pay for that infrastructure. And I'll use this as a segue. Myself, uh, Chairman Phillips, and other commissioners are going to Nashville today to hear a bill sponsored by Charlie Baum, Representative Charlie Baum, and Senator Shane Reeves that would help the county put us on a level playing field with the cities of Murfreesboro, Smyrna, Laverne, as well as Williamson and Wilson County so that we can not rely on property taxpayers to pay for new growth. So if we are able to do something about this in order to, you know, to, to pay for some of this growth, 
would it be in the form of what the city is doing, an impact fee on new construction of new homes, new businesses? What what would it be? That would be determined by the study. You, According to the case law and upheld by the state Supreme Court, before the county commission could administer a impact fee, you have to first have a study. And so whatever that study, and that study uh, involves a lot of different interest groups, not not limited to, but certainly including home builders, realtors, you know, citizen activist groups, whatever, and county commissioners, government entities. So there's an exhaustive study. Murfreesboro did this study with a company called Tischler Bice. And indeed, we have retained Tischler Bice to do a study as well. Tischler Bice came back and said, for the purposes of, I believe it was parks, schools, roads, and uh, law enforcement, you can do anywhere from $1 to $3 a square foot on the, on the residential side. There was a commercial piece there, too. And so you're constrained by that study. Murfreesboro then can't say, oh, well, we don't like the results of the study, so we're going to do $10 a square foot. You can't do that. You ha- you're up, you're, the, the guardrail here is the study. But unlike Murfreesboro, Smyrna, Laverne, and Legable that have that authority to levy impact fees, Rutherford County does not. But if we were to get it, as, a, as proposed by Representative Baum and Senator Reeves, if we were to get it as a result of this bill, we could only use it for schools. We couldn't use it for fire. We couldn't use it for EMS. We don't build parks. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. there's another curb there. So there are a number of safeguards that keep uh, this county um, headed in the right direction so we don't kill growth. We don't want to do that at all, at any level. Now, years and years ago, I guess in the 70s, uh, the wheel tax was added in order to pay for Riverdale High School and I believe Oakland High School. Stayed around forever, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> have they been paid for yet? <laughs> Built in the yeah. 70s, have they I been paid the bond for yet? On, I think the bond on that was 25 years, so it was paid <sighs> off in 25 years. As a graduate, 76 graduate of Riverdale, yeah. it, it was paid off by 2000, so <laughs> it's been paid off for a short while. So... It, <clears throat> Could we go a, a different direction and, and add on to that will tax, or could we go a, a different direction and, and not charge new home construction? Because, man, when you look at new home construction, paying that fee in addition to paying Murphy's Bros. new impact fee at the same time, it's going to get very expensive to build a house. I would disagree. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a small, small portion of the overall cost of the house. Let me give you a metric. You know, because what you're referring to, if I can, and I, I let's we'll just have a, a little exchange here, if you don't mind, because I, I enjoy this. Um, you're, you're, what you're referring to is affordable housing. It makes housing unaffordable. I would argue that it does not. As a matter of fact, impact fees make affordable housing more affordable. Affordable housing isn't new home construction, Scott. Affordable housing is existing older homes in an urban area. Well, I, I agree with that. Okay. Yeah. So it's not builders, developers do not are not in the business of building affordable housing. They're in the business of building the most expensive house they can to, for and getting that highest profit they can. That's called capitalism. I'm all for it. I'm down with it. So they're not out here building $250,000 homes. Well, they can't afford to with the cost of land. That's exactly right. So that doesn't have anything to do with an impact fee. That has to do with the cost of supply and demand of what people wanting to move here. An impact fee doesn't change the supply and demand at all. As a matter of fact, it helps by, by putting an impact fee on new construction, making that new construction pay for those new services that have to be to go to that new subdivision. Or you can raise property taxes. 
Now, when you raise property taxes, you're raising property taxes on the very people who can least afford it, senior citizens and those low-income housing in the urban areas. And so you are literally pricing them out of their existing home. And so what I'm saying is, is if we're building these new subdivisions and they want new schools and they want expansion of uh, fire EMS, who should pay for the expansion of those services? Those people who already have the service and have been paying for the service for 20, 30, 40 years? Or those people who are moving here from California, Illinois, and New York who are demanding new roads, new schools, new fire departments, new EMS, and new schools? Who should pay for that expansion of that service? Because you and I didn't ask for that service. We don't get any benefit of that expanded service. The only beneficiary to that expanded service as a result of that new subdivision are those new home buyers. Well, now, I, again, I don't, I don't I'm a disagree with I'm a bit of a libertarian that, here. I think I, if you want it, you should pay for it. Well, <laughs> I, I don't disagree with any of that. It, it's just it gets to the point where if you're building a home and you're having to pay this impact fee to Murphy's, bro, that adds up to, I don't know, three four thousand dollars plus an impact fee to the county for let, let's say two thousand dollars there it, it just gets to the point where man that that's a lot of upfront cost and it just irritates the heck out of me as a taxpayer i don't want to pay all this First extra all, money it's, it's not upfront cost those are rolled up into closing costs at the and they can be rolled they're rolled up into the the loan of the home well what if you they're, pay cash for the home see i, I mean there's well, just it, yeah ex- exactly so if you pay cash for the home then you're probably it's probably uh not a very good argument because if you can pay cash for the home you're not worried about two or three thousand dollars but it's still an irritant it, as, it, as a resident so I let me, like, let me ask you, I, I love this thank you i really appreciate you pushing <laughs> back so let me ask you this question where was the outrage on affordable housing in two january 2021 from January 2021 to 2023, a two-year period, when the average price of a 2,500-square-foot home went from $300,000 in Rutherford County to $459,000 in Rutherford County. Uh, there was outrage. There was not. There wasn't. Well, there, it, I will tell you, there wasn't outrage sufficient to keep the realtors and the home builders from no. doing extremely well and i'm going to tell you something i'm glad they did you will not hear an argument from me i'm a supply and demand kind of guy but i'm going to tell you something nobody was everybody nobody was complaining about a hundred fifty thousand dollar increase in their home they were just paying for it we have to understand that rutherford county is a magnet for people to come here because of the quality of life in the schools there is a tremendous demand to live here the price of homes is not dictated by impact fees or even property taxes it's not dictated by the home builders it's dictated by supply and demand let me give you another example real quick coffee county you can buy the exact same home in coffee county for 125 to 150 thousand dollars less now why is that supply and demand supply and demand same home same home i don't disagree and so it's supply and demand so people want to move here scott and so how do we then regulate that demand do we want to regulate that demand is that appropriate for government to regulate demand or is it to meet the demands of those new residents with the services they need and if that's the case then who pays for those services well no i I don't think government should overreach in overregulating anything. I agree. But at the same time, it, it as a taxpayer, and this is I'm sure echoed by a lot of folks out there. It is, it is irritating when you've lived here for X amount of years, maybe your whole life, and then the price of your home, the value of it goes up by one hundred fifty thousand dollars. Not that that's bad that's when good. it comes to selling it. That's but, great. 
But it's irritating when you're going to stay in that home and you're saying to yourself, man, my taxes have gone up this much. If my home's paid off, I'm going to feel like I'm paying my mortgage all over again. This is nuts. Well, the fact is, is that most people our age, and I'm a little older than you, (laughs) but most people our age, our single biggest investment for retirement is our home. We want the home to appreciate in value. Yeah, there's the downside of property taxes increasing, but that has nothing to do with impact fees. Not not a thing. No, not it a, doesn't. Not no, a thing. I, the appreciate two separate arguments. The, two, completely two separate arguments. The appreciation in home values is a, a direct result of the demand that's in the marketplace for people wanting to move and live here. It has. It's not anything else. And we have a robust home building and real estate community. And I'm. And I don't want to do anything to hurt that balance. Will not hurt that balance. But the fact of the matter is, is if you're interested in rising home prices, don't look at impact fees, development taxes, or property taxes as the problem. Look at that as the solution because it's what we need to do is we need to protect those residents who've been here for 20, 30, or 40 years. Not, I'm not interested in protecting somebody who wants to move here. I'm interested in protecting the people who've lived here, raised families here, multi-generational families. Yeah. Those are the people I want to protect. we got to take a short break. I'm sorry. With us this morning, Rutherford <laughs> County Mayor Joe Carr, and we're going to take a short break, and then we will be right back. Time right now, 847. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Restaurants. One of the new menu items that we have added is our Salmon Imperial. Our Salmon Imperial is a fresh cut piece of salmon with shrimp and a crab meat blend. And then we've put our Alfredo sauce on top of it. It's great for a low carb diet that you can get with spinach, but also it just has an amazing flavor with a mixture of all those flavors between the shrimp Alfredo and then our salmon. Please have your family join our family for lunch or dinner seven days a week at Demas's. Hi, this is Brandon. I am the drum instructor at Music World Drummer's Den. What Dave and I try to do, because we're drummers, is hands-on experience. We let you come back in the drum room so you can try drums out before you buy them, because online you can't do that. Taking private lessons, we jumpstart you a lot quicker than you can on YouTube. A lot of people try to watch YouTube and take lessons. We're hands-on. Music World and Drummer's Den in Murfreesboro, 2762 South Church Street, across from Indian Hills Golf Course. This message for all the men out there. Ladies, cover your ears. If you've been feeling tired and grumpy and have noticed a lack of motivation and drive, have weight gain and loss of muscle mass, these could all be signs of low testosterone levels. And at Low T Center, they make it quick and easy to get your levels checked. It's as simple as a blood test with their on-site lab, and they'll get your results back in about 25 minutes. What I love about Low T Center is it's geared towards us, men. They know we don't like to wait around. They know we're impatient. And they know that we like things simple. For me, at times, that means making things a little more simple to understand, too, because we're guys and we're more focused on heading home to start working on that project car in the garage. Who knows what you're thinking? We're guys. There's no telling. But let me recommend Low T Center. Most health insurance is accepted for treatment there, and they have the affordable and convenient treatment options that include physician-monitored, self-inject at-home treatment for their established patients, shipping treatments directly to you. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment online. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. We have something in the library that I've been working with, and that's a shelf of Adams Place authors. Quite a few books that have been written by people who lived here. That's a highlight in the library that I'm proud of. Margaret Ordobadian. And we didn't consider any other place. (laughs) This was it. (laughs) I'm Terry Deal. Call me from about Adams Place. 
Phone 615-904-9111. Memorial Boulevard, across from Walmart. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. CapstarBank.com. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Right now that time, 8.50, you're tuned to WGNS and Rutherford County Mayor Joe Carr joins us on the air this morning and we were talking about property taxes and impact fees, potential impact fees, and more. Now, the whole... Wait a minute, the off-air stuff is is pretty good, isn't it, Scott? Uh, You punch me. What what are you doing? (laughs) No, wait a minute. The (laughs) listeners need to know that Scott, off-air, called me a grumpy old man who said, get off my lawn, right? That's right. And you wouldn't leave. (laughs) I love this. So, so, uh, the talk of impact fees and everything, that's something that we can't charge in Rutherford County until that's approved by the General Assembly. And they have to, to then, what, point Rutherford County in the right direction and say, you can't call them an impact fee. You're going to have to call it this. Well, no, here's here's how, first of all, the legislature is not raising impact fees. They would grant Rutherford County the same authority that already exists for Murfreesboro, Smyrna, Laverne, and Eagleville. Then it would be up to Rutherford County then. It's like a tool. Whether we decide to use that tool is up to the county commission and the mayor. And so before we can say we want to use that tool, we would have to then go, after the legislature gave us the authority, there's no impact fee. There's just the authority to levy an impact fee. And after that, then we would have to do a study. If the study came back, let's say like Murfreesboro's did, and say you can levy an impact for schools for $1 to $3 per square foot on residential homes, we go, Okay, that's our guardrail. And so then we would have to go to the county commission, and the county commission would then have to pass that by a two-thirds vote. That impact fee is for a certain period of time and can only be used for schools, for building of new construals or the retirement of existing bonds. Wait, now, for a certain period of time, what do you mean there? Well, there's just a period of time in the impact fee. The study says for a period of time, then you have to do another impact fee. It's not, it's not, it's not, at, it's not forever. It's not forever. Well, that's what people were told about the will tax to pay for Riverdale and Oakland. But they were told that they were told that as a policy. But this is a matter of law. So we're const- we're constrained by what the study says. If the study does, doesn't come back and say that, then of course that's not a guardrail. But the study, whatever the study comes back and says, that's that's we're kind of in a box. If this if the study says this is the box, then that's the box we got to exist in to make this work. And and quite honestly, impact fees is only one tool, one tool and a, a, a bunch of tools that we need to get to. Right now, the only tool Rutherford County has is property taxes, and I don't want to raise property taxes again for growth. Not on, exi- pay more. <laughs> well, not on existing property taxpayers, but how am I going to pay for fire, EMS, and schools? And I, and I have a statutory obligation, along with Dr. Sullivan, to provide education. Let me give you a statistic from 
all, from the beginning of the school year in August of 2023 through August, September, October, the first three months, the first three months of the school year, we received 700 new ESL students into the program. That's a whole other problem right there. But it's growth. And who's going to pay to educate those kids? Well, we good are, question. We are required to. So you and I are required to educate those kids, Scott. Well, speaking of students who don't speak the English language and who come here and who may not be legal citizens or parents may not be, this is a huge problem. The Department of Homeland Security sent out letters to places like Franklin, yeah. Murfreesboro, yeah. Nashville saying, yeah. hey, guys, guess what? You've got at least 600 they called them non-citizens coming to your town and it then they were already here sky i know it was sent <laughs> after the fact they said that this was in back in september it says we at dhs we talked to the folks who came over the border 600 of them and we asked them where they're going and they said they're coming to murphy's bro franklin and nashville which i first thought how absurd is this that dhs is sending letters to counties saying we talked to the po- folks who were coming over the border. We let them through. But first, we quizzed them with a few questions, and we told them to contact us, let us know where they're going to be living after they get there. But they told us they're coming to Murfreesboro. So we've had, since Joe Biden's been president, we've had what we know, what we know is 8 million illegal immigrants in the country. That's what we know. Well, and I'm, I'm going to tell you, so how many of that 8 million have made it to Tennessee and for every I mean that is we're picking up the tab for those kids and we're required to do that we don't have any we don't have any wiggle room in that all and at all and let me tell you something 700 new ESL students that's English second language coming in our community puts a tremendous burden on the growth of this county and we're required to educate those kids and and we will have to so who's picking up the tab for that we are that's correct but now on Another aspect of all of that, the letter also said, these guys who are coming your way don't have an approved work visa. Why Why would DHS allow folks to come over the border, not give them some type of means to contribute back into society with some type of tax or something? Why would they let them continue on their trip without at least giving a work because visa? Because they gave them asylum. And you don't, if they give they them did. asylum, we get, we, we do is they give them an, uh, an ATM card, a wad of cash. And an upcoming court date. And an upcoming court date. Attend. That's 10 years. back in Texas. 10 years from now. Because in that court, don't they have to go all the way back to wherever it was they crossed the border, be it in Texas? You know, that's I used, where they go? You know, when I was in the General Assembly, I passed the most aggressive state level illegal immigration laws in the country. When I left in 2014, Tennessee was at the top. I wrote and passed E-Verify. I wrote and passed Tennessee, and a bill I wrote was the first state in the union to have no sanctuary cities. I mean, I, there were about bonds and bail and this kind of things. Um, and... I don't know what happened since I left, but it just seems like the General Assembly has just kind of looked the other way. And, and so I don't have an answer for you. I, all I can tell you, Scott, is Rutherford County is stuck with the tab. And then it goes into how in the world do we afford all of this, plus the growth that is already here and coming? How do you pay for it all? Who, who should pay for it? That's, should, that's the other question if, if, there, if, you, if you want growth who should pay for the growth and what areas do you tax and can you tax in order to pay for that growth without upsetting the citizens who've been here for years and, and that's the other problem of it 
Once you start upsetting those people who've been here for years, they eventually get mad. They leave our county, yes, go elsewhere. Because they've been priced out of their it's home. Bothersome. Be- it's bothersome. It's not right. It is not right. They've been priced out of their home because of property taxes and escalating. And I'm not talking about moderate escalating home values. But when you grow 50% in home values in a two-year period, that rate of growth puts such a stress on new home buyers and senior citizens, it forces them out of their existing home as, as what it does. And so that's the affordable home argument. We have got to figure out ways to make sure, and this is where you and I may disagree, but I believe if you want a new pair of shoes, Scott, you should pay for those shoes, not me. Well, if I somebody if somebody wants to build a new home in an area of the county that doesn't have the existing services that others already have that are paying for through their property taxes, they should pay for the expansion of those services to meet their requirements. Not me and not you. We've already paid our fair share. We shouldn't have to be paying their share too. But we may want to build a new house. And if we do build that new house, we're all of a sudden receiving these additional tax penalties because that's what they are. I, I, I will admit to you that there is no solution that is perfect. There's but I, I will not let the perfect stand in the way of the good. Well, it's already 8.59, <laughs> out of time. So if anybody has that questions or ideas for you, what, what do they do? Just reach out to your office? Yeah, call my office. And I, I quite honestly, I don't know the office number. I'm, I'm a terrible mayor, right? I don't know the <laughs> office number. But yeah, call my office and come by and see me. Uh, I love I love to meet with the citizens. Most people know how to get a hold of me, Scott. Uh, I'm not difficult to find. Uh, I love doing this. Again, Mayor Joe Carr with us this morning. Time right now, 8.59. Stay with us. News with Ron Jordan comes your way next. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Now an update from the WGNS 